Welcome to another episode of The Theory of Conspiracy. I am Ro, joined by your co-host Mike, and today you're in for a doozy. We are going to be talking about the Mothman, the history of the Mothman sightings, and more recently, the sightings that have been happening in Chicago. So it'll be a fun little cryptid episode. But to kick it off, we're going to talk some current events here, Mike. We've been inundated with with news of the Maui wildfire, uh, wildfires over in Hawaii. So let's talk about that. Well, first, I want to double back to what you just kind of slipped up on. You were going to say Maui Waui, uh, I think, is what <laughs> you're going to say. And that is a wonderful strain of marijuana. If uh, So I'm told, so I'm told. Uh, but uh, yeah, let's get into the Maui uh, wildfires. So uh, if if you lived under the rock, you've, you you haven't heard about this. It's been everywhere in the mainstream media, in the conspiracy threads, everywhere. It's it's just a hot topic right now. Is these Maui wildfire fires, and um, basically um, the mainstream, uh, you know, what you see on NBC, CBS, PBS, all that stuff uh, is the story is kind of like tracks as a conspiracy itself. It's kind of, you know, government cover up uh, a big conglomerate energy uh, company, not doing the right thing. Um, you know, I, I don't think that you would even hear this story about 20, 30 years ago, they would cover it up even more, but it's the cats out of the bag with the internet. You can't really hide from it. Let's just get into that portion first. Yeah. So let's talk. Yeah. Let's talk about what they're saying happened before we get into the, all of the alleged stuff. Yeah. And, and I, I have to say that I kind of just, you know, to put this out there, I kind of think that the mainstream story is, is what's happening. Um, it, you know, I, I don't think it's, it's nefarious enough. I don't know why we have to have these conspiracy theories with it, you know? <laughs> so, um, but yeah, let's get into that. So basically the, the energy company that is run out of, uh, Maui and Hawaii and stuff like that, uh, had overgrown trees by the power lines um, and a brush that isn't indigenous to the area that if it dries out, it becomes like kindling for the fires. And um, ultimately what happened is that one of the power lines got blown over by, you know, strong winds or, you know, it fell over. It's, it sparked a fire. It started a wild brush fire. It burnt through major cities. Like our hearts go out to the people that are, dealing with this, I can only imagine like losing your home and losing someone that you love and then having to pick up the pieces and everyone in the world basically talking about what is happening. And uh, it's just a, it's just a really sad story to, to begin with, but let's get into the energy portion of it. The energy company who is owned by a conglomerate called um, BlackRock. Um, if, if you, if you know, in the conspiracy circles, BlackRock and, there's a couple other major companies, you know, Comcast, uh, you know, they own nearly everything, nearly everything. You know, there's, there's basically tentacles into every major corporation through these, these ultra corporations is basically how it works. And, um, this isn't a new, you know, this isn't even a theory. This is fact. I mean, you can, you can check and see, you know, which company is owned by which company, you know, like Nestle owns, I don't even know, countless amounts of like food products and stuff like that. Uh, you know, uh, food companies, you know, all, all that stuff. What happened here is that the company that is owned by BlackRock received federal funding to main, they, they requested it saying that we need to maintain the trees around the power lines. We need to cut this brush. It's a hazard. 
this is about a year or two ago that this went out. They got the money. Um, they never did it. They never uh, completed the task of clearing these fields that were ultimately a risk. And they knew that this was a risk. Uh, corporate negligence is basically what it is. You know what I mean? It's just, it just snowballed into this horrific event that could have been avoided if they had just done the maintenance that they requested the money to do, you know? Um, but the, the, the kicker of this whole thing is the, the CEO of the energy company in the past three years is like giving himself like a million dollar raise, like every single year. So, you know, just corporate par for the course nonsense that's, that's happening. And that's the mainstream narrative. And the more and, and, and every day, more and more comes out on the scope and the size of this negligence. And so, that being said, I mean, these, these energy uh, companies are owned by, you know, uh, media companies. And if this is coming out that way, you know, some people might question that narrative because of that. But also, we live in an age of information and the Internet and stuff like that. So there's really no hiding the, the scope of, of, the, of the negligence that, that was, you know, yeah, basically here. Yeah, at play. Yeah. So right now we, we stand at officially 114 people have have perished in this this unfortunate disaster here. They're saying there's nearly 3,000 homes destroyed, businesses estimated loss of about six billion dollars there. And then there's, so there were high winds that Hawaii was experiencing that it that uh, knocked over some power lines. The power lines, uh, like you mentioned, this invasive brush, this flammable grass, if you will, that uh, that they're saying, hey, why didn't they turn off the power? So that these transformers basically set it set it on fire. The other thing that's going on uh, officially is that the emergency sirens were never activated, and the spokesperson there said, "Well, we didn't do it because we were afraid that if we did, the people would would sort of freak out and start running up the mountains for whatever reason, and that more people would die." But it seems like a lot of people died with just there being no sort of warning anyway. Uh, and then, so the, so that's, yeah, yeah, there's some, it's, it's almost like other disasters we've seen where it's like, okay, either it was almost intentional or it was severe negligence, almost like severe stupidity at play here. And either way, there should be some sort of is repercussions for the business, for the, uh, for the corporation yeah, rep- rep- reparations for the people, for the right. people, something like that. You know, what's, how does what's going to change here. And then from our track record, we don't really see much of that, but, but yeah, it's, it's more like a shock and awe. You know, I, this is, I'm outraged by this and then nothing really happens. Thoughts and and prayers. prayers. Yes. A lot of thoughts and prayer tweets and Hey, instead of giving myself another million dollar raise uh, next year, I just go half a million people. I learned my lesson. Exactly. Exactly. So let's, let's talk in, about yeah, the conspiracies, the, 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 conspiracies, the, the meat yeah. potatoes. The and some of these are so ridiculous. And, and yeah. I'm, just, I'm just like, okay. Which one do you want to start with? How about the, um, how about the police chief, the Maui police chief, um, John Pelletier, that people are making some insinuations here because he was also, he's the guy who's the, the Maui police chief now that they were saying if there's something that happened, he's part of that cover up. Coincidentally, he was also the he was once a police chief in Las Vegas during the mass shooting that happened there that some people allege is, you know, has some conspiracy uh, ringings to it. So they say this man is connected to both of these events in, in 
basically participating in a cover-up and just how coincidental that this man was part of that. And now he's made his way to Hawaii. Well, regardless of if that's true or not, it is a huge coincidence. Yeah. So, I mean, even if you, if you take into that camp, if you go into that camp of, Oh, this guy did it. I can see where you can make that leap. You know what I'm saying? I, who knows with that? I, I personally don't really buy into stuff like that, but it is a major coincidence. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. He's, there's a lot of, there's some police officers, chiefs that, that may make a whole career and not really see much action or have to use their weapon or things like that. And this man has been part of two events in, in American history that are going to go down. Yeah. As, as pretty major. So interesting coincidence, right? What other, what other weird stuff have you been hearing about on the, well, the, other, the, the other one is that China is has uh, laser technology and uh, there, well, there's so many laser uh, mm-hmm. conspiracies that they, they range yeah. from China did it to the U.S. government did it. Yeah. To, um, but basically space lasers. That's space the, lasers that's, yeah. They call them directed energy weapons. But yes, basically freaking space lasers, laser, space cannons. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, and then, and then the other one that I saw was like a variation of the space laser. And I don't know if it falls in on the same thing, but it's, uh, there's a picture circulating on the threads and, you know, the internet of a plane that he has like a huge, uh, magnifying, like almost like crystal ball, like a magnifying glass kind of deal. Okay. I haven't seen and, that. Okay. And they, and they use the sun to, uh, concentrate the, the energy from the sun and the light from the sun to, start forest fires. And, and that one goes in even deeper where it's like, this is just the latest of that use of that technology and that they've done that in Canada and they've done that in, uh, in California, California, Oregon, quite a bit of fires this year and well, last, I mean, and in the last few years, but it seems to be increasing. So let's, let's, let's speak on that for a second. So I yeah. am a believer of global warming. You know, I know I might lose some of these conspiracy people mm-hmm. by saying that, but um, there's also a conspiracy that that's the reason why these fires are happening is because it's the uh, global warming people's agenda to basically make proof for their theory yeah. that the, the world is heating up. But that being said, I'm in San Antonio. We've had the hottest summer on record for the past 30 days. We've broken records. So I don't know. It is getting hotter. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. What are your, what are your thoughts on, on the uh, climate change? Oh no. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I, I've, I'd say I, I used to be part of that camp and I've seen some more evidence that I think it kind of goes back and forth. And I, the thing with the climate change people, especially the guys that go to the conferences when they fly their private jets from right. here to there, it's right. kind of like, okay, Greta, maybe you're kind of full of shit with what you're insinuating here because you're flying on a private jet and your carbon uh, footprint is way bigger than ours. But you're gonna you're gonna talk down to people that want to you know have to drive to work every yeah. day, right? It, you, you get an electric car, you know, even yeah. if you can't afford it. And some of that stuff scares me because there's some things in in England that happen where basically if you don't have an electric car there's cameras that are taxing you like every day that you pass through this this certain providence there so i do think with the carbon tax it's, it could be a if it comes through it could be another form of control and just crushing down well, it, it, it's not even could be it is like if right it, there's a saying right if a law is there to only affect the you know the people of of that don't have wealth 
then that's an oppressive law, right? Because mm-hmm. Joe Millionaire can go drive his Ferrari and pay the the tax, and it's not going to hit him the same way that it would hit someone just trying to get to their job. And ultimately, like those people, they're I don't see them taxing private jets. I don't see them taxing right. the helicopter rides from you know skyscraper to skyscraper. You know, there's it. It's it's a punitive law for the for the working class. So it is. Right. I mean, like you can't yeah. tell me any different. And as far as being the hottest, like I would say, with planet Earth and the ideas we've talked about of civilizations and and uh, that may have existed and are completely gone, I would probably say that there have been periods on this earth that have been hotter than it is now. I would say there have been periods on this uh, planet that have been colder than they are now, wetter, drier, all of that, right? Like ice age and the fire age and all that. And all of that happens. I would say all that happened without us little pity, dirty humans polluting it. So I'd say the earth is going to burn if the earth is going to burn and it's going to freeze and it's going to get wet and it's going to get muddy. And I don't know if, we may be helping with it, maybe indeed. But uh, so, that, so I, I agree with you. I, I do think that there are things that we can do to help, you know, do this. Yeah, I, let's, I, but let's I don't think being... I, I don't think that government is it, like I said. It's it's that they're like oh they're being penny wise and dollar foolish, right? Like it's like hey, you guys, you shouldn't you should drive electric cars. Oh, but I'm going to use my private jet, like you said. That's just one example, right? Right. Or, or what about all the emissions coming out from all the corporations? Like you're not stopping them. Oh, you have to pay a million dollar tax credit. Oh, but don't worry, you can write that off for your for your corporation. It's not a big deal. You know well, what I mean? I so, hated when I was in London. Here's this paper straw that'll dissolve before you finish it and make your drink disgusting. But let's put it in a big old plastic cup. Right. right. That's stupid. What is like, what are we even? I could see if they were like, okay, like this is you, if they went full throttle with it. Right. It's yeah. like, all right, this is just how it is. But it's like, oh, the straw is. Da, 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 da. I get it. I, I, yeah. I understand that argument. I don't think. I think people bitching about a paper straw. It's like, drink your drink faster. I don't know what the hell to tell you. <laughs> that, would, that would be me. Or I just sip it without it. Stain my teeth or something. Let's talk about the space lasers really quick. Before we jump off that, we just kind of went off of it. I've been okay. seeing a ton of videos on the social media, you know, on either side of the fence. It's either, uh, you know, transformer that fell over or space lasers. And that's a pretty big either or. Um, right, because they they are claiming that these videos you see this video of a, like a laser beam, like flash, and flash, yeah, flash, and then it could either be the transformer. Yeah, it could either be the transformer exploding or a laser. Now, I don't doubt. You know, with some of these uh, allegations, they're saying, "Hey, there's documents going back decades talking about this technology existing," and and I know about I know these documents. There's treaties talking about space uh, modification, and and countries saying, "Hey, you know, we agree to not." not basically modify each other's weather and, and calls like Armageddon. So I'm totally on board with that, where I believe these things exist out there, you know, like with lasers, we may not talk about lasers on the regular, as far as, you know, military operation, you hear about weapons and missiles and things like that, but laser technology is something that's been around for decades just because we don't talk about it. I, I remember hearing about it as early as the nineties and I can only imagine where we're at now. And, and if they don't talk about it, I'm sure there's good reason. It's a, it's a, you know, secret, secret weapon that you don't really want out there. But I have no doubts that we're pretty advanced in that regard. 
Now, the the allegations being being said or the evidence being said uh, about this is there, you know, you'll see the TikTokers say, look at this, look at this, this uh, photo or these videos of all the destruction. It looks horrible. It looks like a right. problem. The, mel- the melted cars and the, melted cars, and, and the, the trees houses. are still standing. Right. And the trees that are still standing. There's some trees that are destroyed, but they'll show like, how is this tree still standing? What I think about is if you were a laser cannon, why wouldn't you be able to burn a tree down? Like why? Like, like, what, what did you, why would it not have the power to melt a tree if it's going to melt steel? Like, I, I don't know. That's right. And that's, that's, that's kind of where I'm like, okay, whatever. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's more logical that a fire, just the course of the fire and the natural burn of the fire was hotter in one area than it was yeah. in the other area. You know what I mean? And that's, yeah. that's the thing. So it's like, cause there's everything surrounding it is like melted down and, and burnt and stuff like that. And then there's like one tree. It's like, well, that, that's evidence that this was a laser. Yeah. It's like, dude, um, if everything around that is burnt, like it's, mm-hmm. it, it would have burnt that tree too with the laser. Like, what are you even talking about? Yeah. And as a self-professed uh, pyromaniac myself, like it's, that's one of the easier disasters to start with fire. I mean, yeah, especially Hawaii, pretty dry. You already have things like volca- volcanic activity that can really kickstart fires easily. And then well, that's one of you, the logical fallacies that they use is like, well, there's volcanoes all the time. So, you know, this, um, if that was, if it wasn't lasers, you know, the volcanoes would have started a long time ago. It's like, all right, then. Yeah. Like whatever. So while I think there's definitely some uh, space lasers. I don't know. I just, uh, I guess we're stay tuned. You know, I hope, uh, I hope Hawaii, the people of Hawaii can recover here, but yes, uh, the allegations of, of well, the real estate being bought up, all of that. That's the, what I wanted to get into. Like that, cover it, up. It, that itself is, yeah, the death cover up um, where they're saying, Oh, it was like, you know, 50 or 60, it could be thousands. Yeah. Um, that's, you know, you got people on the street saying, Hey, you know, I, I don't even know where to report a missing person. Uh, there's, there's stuff of that nature going on supplies that are being turned around, which we've, that every disaster, yeah, we've we've seen seen that before that people have, have, uh, provided water and have been turned around from, from, you know, on the main roads. So, but the thing that is actually happening, that is, I think borderline, if not criminal itself is, you know, these major companies going in and trying to buy up the property. And that's that's one of the reasons that they said that they possibly started the conspiracies uh, reasons for the conspiracy that they started. This is to get all of the uh, lower income homeowners out so that they can pave, you know, way for the for the rich to buy up that property again. And that being said, that's exactly what they're doing. So like, no, don't don't believe that. Well, okay, there's people going in. There's uh, real estate uh, companies going in and trying to buy all of this property above cost, right? They're like, Hey, but as it, as it is projected to be, it's, you know, in a year they would have made their money back. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that isn't a conspiracy that's happening. I think it's criminal. The insurance companies are, you know, dragging their feet as always uh, from what I'm hearing. And uh, it's just, uh, it's just sad. You know, I, 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 my heart goes out to the people uh, that are, are just trying to, you know, make a living and have a home and, 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 uh, and they're, they're having trouble, you know, with, with everything that's going on and having trouble getting the answers that they need to move forward, you know, through and out of this tragedy. So, yeah. and there does seem to be a, 
a dichotomy on Hawaii between the natives who live there and this growing sort of elite population. Because it's not very, it's not cheap to go to Hawaii. That's one of the more expensive vacations you could take, let alone buy property. Sal Park did a funny episode about like Butters family and, you know, sort of the white people that are claiming to be natives because they vacation there every so often and things like that. So maybe a way to get the natives off the land. Uh, The other idea, of course, being with celebrities that, that coincidentally, there's a lot of celebrity elitist property that has not been destroyed along the coastal areas like Oprah and the Bill Gates and things. And you know, as far as the evidence there, I don't know. It's something that, that keeps being brought up. There are definitely some houses. In well, it's it's definitely something to, to talk about. Right. And like, well, either one, you know, either they, they turned off that power grid, you know, in that area. Um, there's not that in, you know, invasive brush in that area. Uh, they, they have upkeep around those power lines more, you know what I mean? So regardless, it, even if it's not a conspiracy, it's, it's pretty crappy that, you know, that they can't, you know, maintain, uh, all areas, you know, that's what you're paid to do. You're, you, we're paying the utilities, you're, you're put in a position of power and we pay the utilities so that we, you know, you manage them. And if you're mismanaging them, that's, that's criminal in my opinion. And especially yeah. if you're giving yourself a million dollar raise every year. So anyway, I'm going to get off my soapbox on this yeah. one. It's just, it's just been the, you know, everywhere on the, on the mainstream news, on the threads, on the TikTok, on the Instagram conspiracy reels, all of it, you know? Right. So, and I guess the last thing I'll say on the Maui, uh, if people wonder why the conspiracy theories run rampant and while people are thinking what they think about that and turning away from the mainstream media, it's because quite simply mainstream media, we don't believe you. You've given us no reason to believe you and people more and more are tuning off your bullshit because 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 you're because you're basically uh covering up for these corporations corporations, and these ceos right and and so even when you do tell a a half truth and you the big truth is that you guys fucked up and you're not taking responsibility for it that's the main that's the main thing so of course a lot of people are going to turn away from that and just say oh of course because they can't sometimes the truth is harder to swallow than you know a conspiracy you know And sometimes these conspiracies come true. Exactly. As we've seen. So it becomes well, more been, and more. I'm excited to get into the Mothman because we've been, uh, the last like three, four months here, we've been speaking things into existence, Rolando. I don't know if we have that power or not, but every episode that we have becomes like the, I know we're a small podcast, but it seems to be the hot button issue the following weeks after we're done talking about it. So we're in our little, uh, you know, headquarters here. Let's uh, let's see if we can uh, get Mothman to show themselves in Texas and Chicago again. We see. Let me make some magic with the Mothman. I'm excited. So from Molly to Mothman, let's get into it. Okay, Mothman. So we're going to give a brief history <clears throat> of the Mothman, and uh, the story origin comes out of West Virginia, out of Point Pleasant in the late 16, uh, not 1600s, the 1960s. Um. Around that time in the 60s, um, people began reporting sightings of a creature that would be later dubbed the Mothman. Um, it would reportedly emerge, fly as fast as 100 miles per hour, and oftentimes leave witnesses in a deep sense of dread. Also, people that saw the Mothman and looked into its red eyes um, also reported time loss as well when they would see the Mothman. They would feel like they've been sitting there for, you know, two minutes and petrified, but it would be like three hours later. 
UFOs surround this, men in black surround this, um, a major um, tragedy that happened surround this. We'll get into that a little bit later of a bridge collapsing. So in 1967, what brought it to a, to a head and kind of ended it was the silver bridge collapse, which killed 46 people. But the supernatural connection was the Mothman. They said that they saw the Mothman flying over the bridge before it collapsed. Some people say that the Mothman was the cause of the collapse. Other people say that the Mothman was trying to warn them of the collapse. Um, so again, in the conspiracy world, no one can really agree. But it's just really kind of spooky stuff. And there's plenty of people that see that and and um, that, that saw that and, and to this day say that, that, that that's what they saw. They have a Mothman festival in the town. Um, you tell me a little bit about what you know about the Mothman, and I'll hop back in. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, it was, it was popularized by a UFOologist named John Keel, who was investigating a UFO flap in the 60s around that time, around Point Pleasant, who it started with UFOs, you know, weird lights in the sky, which started being followed by these weird sightings of a giant, almost like a bat-like creature. So yeah, a humanoid so- with giant bat wings and glowing red eyes. Can, I, can, I, can we put a pin in that for one second? I'll get into the physical characteristics since you, you said that. The size and shape is like 6 to feet, 10 feet tall, uh, 10 plus uh, foot wingspan. The species is compared to like a big owl um, or a bat. Eye colors are red, green, yellow. They glow orange sometimes, have all been reported. Um, so it's just, you know, like the humans, they have different color eyes. Other reporters, uh, fur or leather-like skin, bat wings or neck. And then others just say it, it really just looks like a huge, massive, furry moth. So, so, but anyway, if you can jump back in, I apologize for that. But I wanted to give the, as we're telling the story and, and uh, someone in their mind's eye, the idea of what it looks like. Yeah. I know it was, so it was, that was popularized in his book, The Mothman Prophecies, which became a, a, a movie. If you haven't seen that with Richard Gere from uh, Pretty Woman fame, you know, the guy who, who spends money on a prostitute and falls in love and and yeah. you know it's a good wholesome 90s movie yeah it sure was they had um, a banger song in there was it i get over you because i'm the king of i know that song i didn't know that was in pretty woman but oh man uh and yeah, it's coincidentally my mom always gets compared to Julie Roberts. So um, I'm gonna leave that one alone. But there's just something like your mom looks like Julie Roberts. So I'm like, oh, I don't know. It bothers me. I'm mad. So um, <laughs> I, the reason why I'm gonna leave that alone is that yeah, because right, yeah, yeah, I have a hot mom, and I've heard about it my whole life. And <laughs> it's, a, it's a sort of topic for a lot of. We try I to avoid so. it. Like you look like the son of Julie Roberts. Like, I'll kill you. I did. It's really a crackhead. You talking about my mom? Well, when in you, a sideways I, way. When you're when you're wearing mini skirts, Rolando. That's what. <laughs> that's why they I'm say a, that. I'm a street worker with a heart of gold. Is all. That's right. Yes, that's what I am. Uh, uh, it's, it's a sex worker, Rolando. Street worker has negative connotations. Like, really? Okay. I don't I know. know. I'm just being a fucking asshole. I can't. Be, I can't even keep up anymore, man. Yeah. But all this okay uh so mothman so the mothman prophecies and in, in, like you mentioned the the bridge collapse which killed was it like 45 people or so and that yes that there's claims that this was a sort of forewarning of what of the doom the calamity that the that the people of, of point pleasant were going to experience with 46 people that uh forewarning of this death here 
Yeah. But it's, I mean, so yeah, so it gets, so some of the sightings that happened was one of the first sightings was uh, the uh, Mothman was on a farm and uh, the dog starts barking. The farmer comes out, uh, sees the red eyes, loses track of time, uh, runs back in hot, runs back in the house, doesn't go after the dog. And uh, he goes out looking the next day. He's petrified. He sees um, the dog tracks like running in circles, like kind of trying to avoid the thing. And then he sees, uh, weird footprints and um, what it looks like two wings like dragging on the ground. Uh, and that's where like the dog got scooped up and, and they never found the dog again. Uh, it, and then there's another one where there's uh, two teenagers that like go to like a makeout point and then the Mothman just kind of comes in front of the car and then the guy peels out and is driving. And then it was, he was going like 80 miles an hour and the Mothman was just kind of toying with them and like flying above them and chasing the car, something like out of Jeepers Creepers, if you've ever seen that movie. I was going to say that, yeah, like a cock-blocking Jeepers Creepers. Yeah, yeah. It's like, Mothman, what are you what are you doing, buddy? Like, just trying to make out my girl here, and you got to, like, scare the shit. I shit my pants. She never wants to talk to me again. This is ridiculous. Like, what, what the hell, man? Um, and then there were uh, some other ones where it's, like, in the city, um, there, there would be sightings of uh, a huge flying... Uh, bat-like creature that they they kind of coined as also the Mothman, uh, and then shortly after that, a UFO would would come behind it, and then the Men in Black would go to the houses of the people that witnessed it in the city. Uh, that's another theory from the 1960s. But when it's all said and done, after the bitch the bridge collapsed, there was no real more sightings in that area. But until this day, they still have a festival. Um, they have a lot of people in that area that, um, they call it the Mothman cult where they, they really think it was like, uh, a prophecy and that, that it's like an end of days kind of prophecy. Um, and they, they tied into whatever religion they're into, but recently as, as close as like 2017, there's a Chicago connection we're both from Chicago. So I thought, why not talk about this a little bit? You want to you want to get in on this real quick and just talk about. And I, I have a couple stories of eyewitnesses or reports that I found, and we can just read those. But why don't you tell us, since you're in Chicago, a little bit about the Chicago Mothman sightings, if if you don't mind? Yeah, I don't have the exact details, but I know it started. I want to say around 2017 or so, or 2014. Yeah, that's what I have. The, okay, the sighting started on the the east side, which is our our downtown area, and you know people started. There's if you look, there's reasons to look up in the sky if you're you're if you're in downtown Chicago, right? We have a beautiful skyscrapers architecture, you know, among the most beautiful in the world. Uh, but there's a lot of people just walking and looking straight ahead. You're looking for car, you know, watching for cars and people, but. But uh, I believe it was around the, the University of Chicago where some of the first sightings were, were uh, made. Yes. Where, where people were reporting like a big ass bird, but except it was huge and that it looked more like a moth man or like a bat like creature. And these, a winged man, a winged man. Yeah. Yeah. And these sightings, they would there would be flaps of them. They go away for a few years, but it's something where they it's very much has stuck around the Chicago area here. I know there was some O'Hare sightings, and we can talk about O'Hare in a little bit. But uh, but yeah, if you have any more details you want to throw on that, on that, yeah. So I mean, the the people that reported in Chicago reported screaming, flying toward the lake, um, it just disappearing out of the sky as it would fly. Uh, it was going really fast. Uh, like the, these are quotes going really fast. 
uh, and then looking uh, at people with its eyeballs. And the reason why they say with their eyeballs is because they're like extremely huge, red glowing eyes. You know, that, that's mainly the reports that you would get. Um, there was reports that there was a German shepherd Eden out of uh, Chicago um, that they said that the Mothman came down in the backyard and they saw it, scooped up the German shepherd, ran off with it. And as it was flying away with it, was kind of like tearing it apart. Um, but, uh, as we get, you know, to the, uh, different locations, um, northerly Ireland in during the, during a solar eclipse, the Mothman uh, reportedly came out and was, uh, flying around and kind of silhouetting itself and like the eclipse and whatnot. Uh, we were watching and observing, this is the, the, um, from anonymous. So that's, that's very, we'll see what. You know, you can take it or leave it. We were watching, observing as the moon began to its uh, transit when we heard a very loud scream. And that's what we were, I was talking about. That every, every time that it comes in Chicago, it's screaming. This sounded like a squeaky um, truck brakes, a squeal, if you will, uh, as you like press down hard on the brakes. At first, we thought, um, what is this? Maybe a CTA bus, a big truck, you know, that from the sound. We heard it again. This time it lasted for about three seconds. Um, whereas the previous, it was just like a, a second long screech. I looked up to see a large object flying low over the docks that stuck out of the Burnham Harbor. I don't know where that's at. Do you know where that's at? No. From across the water, this object looked like a large black cat, but also had humanoid features such as pronounced arms and legs so again like just the the silhouette of the flying you know like a batman logo like a a batman logo kind of deal yeah um this one was in west town chicago i was spending the afternoon on a rooftop and i saw everything in the sky this one has video evidence we'll link that fairly high up in the uh fairly far fairly high up and fairly far away it wasn't being uh buffeted about by the winds it was moving slowly but not randomly so it that's that's a that description kind of goes back to a description that was in west virginia where even though this mothman has wings it didn't really flap the wings like vigorously it was like like almost like it could levitate without it almost like it could levitate without it almost like it uses the wind you know circulation to kind of just hover Mm -hmm. um and then uh, the last one on Fulton Market Street, Ful- uh, Fulton Market Street, on the corner of Morgan. At first, I thought it was a bird, but none uh, I'd seen before because it was so huge. And the way it was flapping its wings, the longer I watched it, 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 it the, re- the way it wasn't flapping its wings, the longer I watched it, it was like, what the hell is that thing? And it was just really, really freaky. And... Um, then here's another one that said he said that it was um, Bigfoot initially, but then he noticed a very large sets of wings attached to its back. And he described the shape of the wings as uh, gargoyle like the body was about eight or nine feet tall. And the wingspan was about 10 uh, foot wide and uh, it had dark fur. The arms and legs were well-defined. So, yeah, I mean, these are eyewitnesses you know, reports, um, you can take them as, as you will, but 
Yeah, the, the idea that uh, the Mothman is now, you know, and it, I, I looked it up and there's different cities that like it kind of goes to and it goes, it's like almost goes in cycles. And the more I looked at it, it's like, it's, it's almost like a migrational thing um, where the Mothman is like migrating from area to area, depending on, you know, specific events or, you know, which goes back into, is he, is he trying to warn us or is, is he creating it or, you know, or is she moth woman, whatever, let's be politically correct here. Um, what, what's going on? Mothem. Mothem. Yeah. 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 Mothay. Yeah. Right. Like you said about the migration. So there, there are some sites that track the number of sightings in Chicago and you'll see a, a pattern that a lot of it started near the East side, which is where downtown areas where like Michigan is and more of them started popping up in, in more recent years, more West side. Uh, there have been some sightings around O'Hare airport, which is one of the most busiest airports in the world because it's you know the central hub of the United States. Uh, there have been with O'Hare airport, uh, some, some interesting stuff there is in 2006, there was a famous UFO sighting there. That was, I, I guess, allegedly covered up where they saw a flying saucer floating like right above the, where the planes take off and that it was a cloudy day and that the UFO just shot up into the sky and that it actually punched a hole through the clouds. And you could see this circular hole in these clouds where, where uh, it was alleged to have happened. Uh, supposedly there was video evidence, but it was confiscated by the airport. So there's no video evidence that we know about, but this was something that made, made the news, made the, made the national media, media headlines there. And now those sightings have turned to Mothman where Mothman has been sighted in around that O'Hare airport because, you know, you have, fly, you have planes flying here and there. So you're, you're wanting to make sure there's no flying saucers or, or Mothman or, or things there that can be potentially causing any issues and, and you know, any disasters there. But uh, very peculiar Mothman here. Uh, one thing I did want to say uh, with that, because with the Point Pleasant, they try they and who knows if it's connected or not, but they they tied to that bridge collapse that there was some sort of calamity in Chicago. There really hasn't been a big calamity, if you will. Right. I was just gonna bring it up. Yeah. Yep. But if you look at it a certain other way, there actually is because sh- Chicago has a pretty bad murder rate, especially in the summers. Uh, every every weekend, there's a shooting where the the amount of people being shot or killed are in the double digits in different neighborhoods there. So maybe, you know, who's to say if Mothman exists or not? Is Mothman, uh, is he drawn to sort of this uh, negativity and this death? And the other thing with, thing with Chicago being a major city, it's easy for people to disappear. And you would never really know anything about it because people disappear all the time in a big, it's not like a small town. So if Mothman has upgraded from snatching dogs to snatching people, the cover of a big booming city could be a perfect backdrop perhaps. Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting, man. I, I, I love, um, you know, the cryptid that I relate to most is the Yeti and the one that you relate to most is the Mothman. And, uh, we'll refer to ourselves as that sometimes in our, in our Instagram posts and stuff like that. It's like kind of like a joke. Yeah, um, our, but our you tell me, are you snatching, are you snatching people off the streets when you're, when you're flying? <laughs> I do not. I do not. Okay, I just, you're a nice I, moth man. Okay. I'm a, I'm a solo flyer. Okay, One cool. thing I do want to say, 
Uh, we have a buddy named John who ha- who hosts. Uh, I don't I don't know if I don't think he still hosts it, but he he had a show called Cryptid City. I was I was going to be part of that uh, show, and I was hosting an episode with him. I I think it just didn't uh, kick off the ground the new season, but we did talk about the Chicago Mothman, and we were covering some of the, the territory we covered there. But, but we had a an audience that was actually uh, viewing the uh, viewing the episode as we were recording it, and it was being recorded live. Yeah. And what was interesting was all the stuff that he had told us after it was done, when all the cameras stopped and all the mics stopped recording, it was almost more interesting than the show. They were telling us, and some of the folks were in attendance were, you know, some black folks from, from the like East areas of the city. So this was, this was something that they told us. One lady stated that she's from, what's the Chicago. Let me pull up a map really quick. How you met? That's the word I'm trying to think. Of. I'm thinking of, I can think of like the Calumet Fisheries, the Blues Brothers, where they hop over the bridge. Calumet. So she stated, stated she she lives in that area. That there's this, I believe she said it was a golf course or uh, some sort of parking lot where people are terrified of that area because in the nighttime there's a there there's I think it's like a parking lot structure that a lot of homeless people uh, go to, but people are, are scared of that because there have been sightings of, of the Mothman in that area. And P and there seems to be some rumbling, some urban legends there that some of the homeless people that are, that you no longer see may have been snatched up by the Mothman of that area. Uh, another person told me that from that same day was that, that yes, that people are terrified of the Mothman over there, that no one's really talking about it, but that there was, and I haven't seen this story anywhere in the internet or, or anything like that, where a woman was pushing her child on a swing, pushing her higher and higher and higher and higher until she was in the air, and that a the Mothman creature snatched this child uh, in midair as the swing was high up, and the swing came back down, and there was no child, and that she reported that as, but you know that they're not taken seriously. Just that you know, right. you you probably did it. So this was stuff I hadn't heard anywhere else, but these people were, were telling these me are these Chicago. Things. These are Chicago urban legends that you're hearing firsthand. These are Chicagoans telling me Chicago urban legends firsthand from neighborhoods. Uh, us talking about the Mothman, me making the connection to crimes in Chicago, missing people, and them saying, "Hey, that makes a lot of sense. Let me tell you some stuff we've heard." And like, well, and well, also, and also, you know, them in those areas, you know, sometimes the police don't take reports seriously. You know, as as we know personally, you know, in, in certain parts of Chicago, you, it, depending on what your skin color is or whatever the f- fact may be, they just don't they don't give a shit. Well, especially like I, you, yeah, you say the my Moth child's Man. gone, the Mothman took him, right? Yeah, the Mothman took him. Yeah, um, but it, it's crazy. Uh, it's kind of like the movie Candyman. I love the original Candyman. It takes place in Chicago. Well, that's based in, on actual events as well. You know, certain things that happen in Chicago. In those yeah. Areas. Yeah. It's Cabrini Green. But the beginning is is how these uh, college students are basically doing a whole research paper on urban legends, talking to like the janitorial staff who tells them about Candyman. So sometimes when you talk to people, you hear some weird stuff that you don't always find on the Internet or on a TikTok video. So that's something I want to add about at least the Chicago Mothman from some information I was personally told. Yeah. Hey, you know, just to spin off on that, and I'm not trying to, you know, be a commercial here, but we actually have a Candyman episode uh, on our other podcast that's under the Bad Yeti, um, you know, label or whatever. Uh, It's called uh, Candyman. You know, it's based off the true events and stuff like that. And you can find that on our back catalog on our Patreon at uh, Head Trauma Pod 
if you want to follow us over on Instagram over there. But uh, if if you the just Candy Man Dean Coral, I was part of that episode. Yeah. Well, no, there's uh yeah we we had there was an additional episode where we talked about the movie Candyman as well as well. Oh, okay, okay. And, oh, and, and the the true story behind that. But yeah, that one's on the Patreon as well. That's actually what got us started into this podcast was the conspiracy behind uh, Gacy and Dean Curl and all that stuff. So, but uh, yeah. And we're going to be doing some crossover episodes on that, but Mothman, I'm sorry to plug it guys, but you got to do it. Uh, Mothman, very interesting stuff. Um, what is your take on it? Do you, do you believe in the Mothman? Do you believe this is, this is kind of funny. Sometimes I believe more in the cryptids than I do in some of the government conspiracies because I'm like, I think, yeah, that's a conspiracy that maybe somebody came up with. And sometimes those do come true and I have to eat some crow, you know, but also, you know, sometimes the truth is more devious than the conspiracy. I think, you know, when it comes to these conspiracies that are, especially when it has to do with the government and the corporations and stuff like that. But anyway, I go off on a tangent because I care. I love cryptids. I kind of believe in some of them. Um, maybe it's just the, 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 the fantasy, uh, portion of my brain that wants to believe, you know what I mean? But what are your thoughts on that? I kind of go back and forth with all of it too. Um, you know, the, the connection to UFOs, it's like, man, like how you, sometimes think like, okay, like you, you, if they're connected to UFOs, like, are right, you coming out of a flying saucer that flies and then you have wings and you fly like, okay, maybe you needed to, you know, traverse this space. But, uh, I don't know. Just, I wonder how the, I wonder how you're, you're, if you're in a spaceship and you have a seat. What kind of, I want to look at the ergonomic design of that to, to fit your wings and all that. Like, how does it, like, you have, is it just on your spine and it goes around you, contours your head? And I don't know. Like, how do you, like, ah, for, do you have wings and you're traversing the galaxy? Well, buy the new Flying Saucer 5.0 with, uh, now yeah, yeah, the wing aeronautical seats. Yeah. And, yeah. Like, your wing then, holders in the back. Yeah. Yeah. And the Mothman, like, I'm tired. It, it seems like every flying saucer was designed for these short little grays. But what about my body type? I'm six, six to eight feet tall. What about my, uh, these windows, like, they're not, it, it, my glowing red eyes just glare back at me and it blinds well, me. The no time. more. <laughs> no more. Yeah. We now, have the, 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 flying, the flying saucer uh, dash, the dash cam 2.0, which uh, basically takes out the infrared of your eyes so you can see straight ahead, sir. Yeah. So when you're going to Earth long distance, you can be, you can have the best of both worlds. Like, <laughs> yeah. So I don't know, something like that. But uh, I, I, I like, I like cryptids. I, I want to, my, my heart wants to believe in magic and monsters and all that. I, I think, um, you know, like stories of dragons or even like the New Jersey Devil, which isn't that's dissimilar from a Mothman. He's a flying monster, too, that they've talked about. I, I tend to think that a lot of these legends come from somewhere. I used to think we were we were super creative. Now I don't think that anymore. I think we just tell stories based on things that we see and and a lot of these weird myths that were kind of just very peculiar and weird you come to find out no man there's a historical record and they say that's real so um yeah i I think there may be something to it some sort of big ass bat big ass owl or perhaps a mothman like creature that we don't know about uh either from our right so space the thunderbirds in native american lore right like the huge owls the huge falcons the huge eagles the huge hawks you know um yeah, there's stories just like the dogs or people being snatched up. There's stories from Native American lore about these big thunderbirds snatching, you know, people off, off 
off the street there are even and like, that, and that, Eagles. That, that that screech as well that you hear with the mothman you know is that the, they, they call them thunderbirds because it was like a, they would come in you would hear it go and then you'd hear yeah. a huge screech and like almost like a crackle so yeah and some of these uh, are are similar to pterodactyls so there's this idea that there's some dinosaurs that have existed into our modern world or even like the legend of the dragons the way that like every continent has these legends of the dragons or about people slaying these dragons uh we need, to, we need to do a dragon episode because we should do a dragon episode like i you know like burn birds bones are hollow right mm-hmm. and so like they they break down faster than you know mammal bones or whatever so Who's to say that the dragon bones aren't hollow too, man? And that's why we're not finding the fossils of them. Ooh, yeah. I'm just saying. If you're up there flying, you can't have those thick, dense bones. You got to have those hollow bones. You know what I mean? True, true. You need hollow bones to go to hollow earth, bro. Ooh, that's that's your gateway in. That's right. That's Show me right. your bones, yeah. How do you get through the bouncer? Well, hollow earth. I, I think that wraps up Mothman. I think we went off on a couple tangents. We talked about Maui, Mothman. We talked about, you know, the urban legends, uh, but let's uh, let's talk a little business and let's wrap up the show real quick. Sounds good. Let's do it. So, hey, guys, we need you to follow us over at the Theory of Conspiracy podcast on Instagram. Uh, you can follow us over at uh, anywhere you listen to your podcast, really. But we're really trying to push for Apple Pod or Spotify. Um, Stitcher is also good. Just hit that follow button if you're listening, because uh, we, we know we see that we have engaged listenership, but we need to have those listenerships turn into follows. We see that we have about three, 400 people listening to us every week and we enjoy it, but hit that follow, please. Thank you very much. And what else, Rolando? Yeah, we just started a Twitter at the TOC podcast, the Theory of Conspiracy podcast. So look for us there. Just started. We still like literally just started. So we need followers. We probably have, I don't know, maybe a few now, but, but just brand new fresh out the gate we maybe put out one tweet there so follow us there uh youtube we just started the youtube so we're putting our back catalog on there uh like mike was saying please hit the follow button whether you listen on apple spotify twitter instagram youtube and share share that if you like content feel free to interact with us we put a poll out on our for the podcast episodes we try to have fun questions for you we want to hear your thoughts and we, we always want new materials, whatever you're interested in that we can cover. We're definitely down to look into that and interact with that. Yeah. And where can they email us if they want to hear a specific uh, cryptid or conspiracy and our take on it? Yeah. If you want the official Gmail, you can hit, you can, uh, you can hit us up at the, the theory of conspiracy podcast. I know it's a full one, the theory of conspiracy podcast at gmail.com. Or if you find us on the Instagram just send us a message through there or the Twitter. Yeah, DM us on there. That's fine. And uh, that sounds great, man. Um, Anything else for this week? Are we good? I think we're good. All right. Well, hey, as always, have a healthy distrust. And uh, Rolando? Stay weird, everybody, and tune in next time.